What's up, crew? Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. You can't get super wealthy without studying how money works. Like, until you learn how a super wealthy person thinks, uh, which is something I'm still learning myself, far, <laughs> far from master. It's going to be very difficult for, I think the, a big mistake that a lot of high caliber uh, young guys make, and, and girls too, is that um, they start dominating a business and making a bunch of money. Like, let's say, you know, got lucky in crypto or, you know, didn't get lucky and, and worked their ass off in real estate or sales or life insurance and made a whole bunch of money. A big thing that I see people do, like the, the reason why I was able to change careers, you know, 11 years deep, 10 years deep and not skip a beat, um, you know, at all financially and actually grow was because of the way I was set up uh, with my money. And a lot of young cats don't understand how money works. They don't understand leverage. Uh, they don't understand downside. It's so studying money is is so critically important like if like imagine like I want to be a doctor but uh, I'm just gonna like you know I'm just gonna hope it happens you know what I'm saying like you don't get me wrong you could be rich just making a lot of money every week you guys understand there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy I'm talking about being wealthy so like you could be rich just making a bunch of money you know, making three, four, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, but that doesn't necessarily translate into wealth. Where you start to make that transition into wealth is when you really start to understand how your money works and how to make money work for you. You know, do you understand, uh, you know, government issued bonds? Do you understand whole life policies and how to leverage money in whole life policies? Do you understand? Do you even understand the fundamental principles when it comes to trading and the stock market? Like, do you even know when you purchase a share of something, what is that? Do you understand what that means? Do you know what an income statement is? Like, these things are so important. If you truly want to be wealthy, you have to know money, obviously, to get it to work for you. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because quite honestly, I've made a lot of money. I've had some decent success. I don't quite feel once I've got a billion, <clears throat> once I've got a billion or at least 500 million, you know, I'll feel more confident lecturing people on this. But right, I just want to, we're learning this together. We're learning this together. So I would really, really encourage you to start learning you know, how money works. And there's just, a, there's a plethora of resources out there, but more importantly, understanding how the wealthy leverage their money. Understanding how the, cause I just, I want to do, like I've picked three or four wealthy people and I'm just emulating on a smaller scale what they're doing. There's certain projects, you know, I don't have a hundred million dollars for a real estate, a giant, you know, capitalistic real estate investment tomorrow. You know what I mean? But I try to find little ways to mimic <clears throat> what they're doing with their money. You know, so books, podcasts, uh, just watching and reading and studying wealthy people. You know, I just want to encourage you all today. Anybody on here that's money motivated, man, you got to go learn about money. It's not enough to just make the money. I made the money for a long time and it was like there was a bucket with a hole in it because like I didn't understand how to make money make money. 
You know what I mean? I was like, well, I'll just keep making more money and I'll have more money. That's not always how it works, right? Because typically in business, and this is not a bad thing, but the, when your income increases 99.9% .9 of the time, your expenses are going to increase, right? If I'm a barber and I cut hair and I've got a shop that's just overflowing with customers, you know, and I can't take any more people, I could go open another shop and that's going to eventually make me more money. But at first, my expenses are going to go through the roof, you know, the lease. The equipment, the chairs, the clippers, the barbers I have to find, the money I'm going to have to spend on recruiting and staffing and the time. And you know, it's going to be a while till I turn a profit on that. So, you know, it's not always just scaling within your own business. You know, this is something I was told coming up in the business by very successful people. And it, and it works to an extent. You know, like reinvest back into the business. I think you should do that for your first three years only and then always continue to reinvest back into your business but start to diversify after year three because here's the thing at the end of the day you know like a lot of people saw me switch games overnight and it was because i had diversified you know what i mean like my lifestyle hasn't changed at all <laughs> nothing's changed it's only gotten better you know so it's like when you're diversified, you become nearly bulletproof. Like you can take a major blow in one area. Like that's leveraging downside. Leveraging is so important. Like the extremely wealthy understand that as long as you have a bunch of super stable and boring investments, you can afford to take risk every once in a while because that risk is going to be mitigated by those boring investments. You know what I'm saying? So just learn how to learn money. You know, that's all. I'll sum this piece up today and just tell you to learn money. Um, the other super valuable skill that I want to talk to you guys about today is being able to speak. Being able to speak, <laughs> right? Seems, uh, seems pretty obvious that we should all know how to speak. But when I say speak, I, I mean speak well, communicate well, communicate intelligently. You know, I find that especially in younger people, especially in younger people, they are either going to be or already handicapped uh, in terms of their growth potential by their ability to communicate uh, intelligently, clearly, and, and, and most importantly, believe it or not, charismatically. I've met a lot of young guys that um, are what you could basically call a sales professional. But it, when you take them out of the sales element and put them into a social circle, they're, it's, they're, they're unable to communicate effectively or it almost seems, um, it's almost like a big lack of confidence, which the reason why this is important is that you can get your way in nearly any situation in life if you have effectively honed your communication skills. Again, to where you're able to communicate clearly, intelligently, and charismatically. I cannot tell you, and you know, silver tongue has such a um, negative connotation associated with, you know, one that's associated with dishonesty and misuse. So maybe let's call it a golden tongue, right? Like the golden rule, the golden tongue. Silver tongue does, does sound pretty crafty. You know what I mean? And there's there's an element element of uh, of craftiness to it, but 
the end of the day, if you can learn how to possess a golden tongue, again, to where you're able to communicate effectively, intelligently, clearly, and charismatically, man, the world is your oyster. The world is your oyster. You can usually get yourself in and out of situations, deals, and many other things uh, way better than most people when you've honed this skill. So I'm going to give you some tips. Uh, like the, I could go on and on about the benefits of clear communication, the benefits of uh, effective, charismatic, intelligent conversational skills. You know, the relationships I've been able to build, the people's attention that I've been able to capture, um, and the situations I've got myself out of. Uh, it's pretty crazy. So I think that if you want to be an effective communicator, number one, you should read and read constantly. Like if you're not spending at least at the minimum an hour a day reading, you're so far behind the pack. If you want to be an effective, intelligent, clear, concise, and also lengthy when it's needed, like you're gonna be, uh, like you're gonna be doing. What do they call those uh, on the Senate floor where they just talk filibuster, right? <laughs> uh, and charismatically, you need to read. Reading is going to broaden your vernacular, meaning the words that you use on a regular basis will become more diversified and complex uh, as you read, because you're gonna consistently see the same words used in literary works over and over and over again. It's going to force you to expose yourself to words that you might not hear and usually will not hear uh, in day-to-day conversation. Seriously. Like, you don't see, there's not a whole lot of depth or breadth to conversation now. People, I'm not, it's very rare that I listen to somebody speak and I'm impressed with their vernacular. Now, I'm not saying that using fancy words is the be-all end-all to being a good communicator it's not however it adds a dimension to your communication skills people will naturally listen to who they think sounds the smartest right i might be in a lingua you know i might be in a battle of wits and intelligence with somebody that is far more learned than me in a particular subject but if I linguistically outmatch them, I'm going to see like I'm going to seem like I know more. You know what I mean? So and people are going to want to listen to me more. And this has happened time and time and time again. I, I've I've frustrated many geeks <laughs> in one-on-one intellectual combat in areas where you would think they would dominate. I just could say things better than you. You know? So um, linguistically, reading will help you up your game majorly. Majorly. I also just think it facilitates intelligence. Like the growth of intelligence. Like I just, I I don't know anybody who reads constantly who's an idiot. You know what I mean? Everybody I know that reads is very intelligent. And the people I know that do not read are, they're idiots, right? So reading, number one. Number two is listening to and emulating strong speakers. Listening to and emulating strong speakers. I tell you what, that you know, you, some of these people that just these refugees here in Portland are some of the more, I don't know, maybe it's not on purpose and I shouldn't make judgments, but the way these people drive and act in public is so entitled 
like just yeah no a cross rock walk here you're doing 35 miles an hour you need to slam on your brakes for me so i can go collect another check from your taxes it's ridiculous these people are sick and tired of this anyways i don't even remember what I, oh listen to engaging speakers and try to emulate some of the mannerisms of engaging speakers now i'm not telling you to become somebody else i think another super important key to being an effective communicator is to be genuine but i think it helps to listen to and try to emulate some of your favorite speakers like what do some of your speakers do with their hands like what do some of your favorite speakers preachers do with their hands when they're communicating i don't know very many communicators that keep their hands still right so just picking up on little things like that but I think you can massively, massively improve your communication skills um, by listening to very strong communicators. Like I like to listen to Andrew Tate um, for a lot of reasons, but this guy, love him or hate him, is a 10 out of 10 communicator, 10 out of 10. He's engaging, he gets his points across quickly and concisely. He has a great vernacular, he has a great communication style. I really like Jordan Peterson. I like to listen to him a lot. There are certain preachers and pastors like John uh, uh, MacArthur that I really like to listen to. And Jeff Durbin, very good communicator, but a very lengthy one. <laughs> MacArthur is like that too. Most preachers just love to talk. Um, and I mean that with love. You know, there's just so many people out there that you can listen to that are just such good communicators that, you know, if you listen to them enough, you're going to start to pick up on what they do. Uh, the third way that you could do this is get yourself in a public speaking setting as much as you humanly can, right? I don't know. Um, like, seriously, get yourself, like, join a club or something. I don't know. Get, like, an, join an online Zoom for public speaking, like, I, or, or, you know, like I was blessed enough to, you know, grow up in the life insurance business and had a lot of success quickly. So I was always speaking at agency meetings and running workshops and doing leadership courses. So getting yourself to speak publicly, dude, public speaking, I think people are more afraid. I think there's like a scientific study that there are certain people that would rather die than speak publicly. <laughs> You know, so I think getting yourself in a situation where you can engage in public speaking is huge, huge for your skill development in this area. Huge. So just some quick tips, man. I think that becoming a, a really good communicator and speaker is so important. I think it's a major edge that a lot of people do not talk about. I don't know the last time I heard on a podcast and I listened to a lot or read a book where somebody talked about, you know what, maybe this will be my niche because I know I could speak. But I don't know too many people that talk about how important this is. I really don't. Thousand bucks a month. You can hire me as your speaking coach. I'll take you to the next level. I'll have you convincing anybody of anything like the government. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Let's get it.